0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to Dad's Gaming Corner, a podcast of conversations between dads and their kids about games, movies, and everything in between. I say between dads and their kids, but I'm actually sad tonight because my my kid, Jaden, is not hosting the show with me tonight. But uh, we'll get more into that in a second. This is uh, Dad's Gaming Corner for the week of, I have the wrong date on here, Wednesday, July 29th, 2020. This is episode 30, so it's a big episode for us. And then Jaden decided to sh- go and run away. But it's okay. We have Sam Carlson joining the show again. Sam, how are you?
1: Good, good. Is this live? Are we recording now? Or is this...
0: Oh, we're recording. This is oh, it. Good, there good. are no takebacks. Hey, everybody. Watch what you're saying.
1: Hey, everybody. Good to good to see you again.
0: I'm glad to have you on the show. It was very last minute for us. Uh, Jaden was supposed to be recording the show with me uh, today, but then things kept getting pushed back later and later and later, and then he's leaving early tomorrow morning, and he's gone all week long with uh, my parents, and so we weren't going to get a show out, and so called you up, and you were more than gracious to jump on the show with us, so I appreciate it, and this will be Absolutely. fun. Absolutely, we got we got some topics um, to talk about that I think will be fun just between two dads. So anyway,
1: uh, you're about to say something. I'm sad, Jaden's. Yeah, I'm sad, Jaden's not here. Between I am sad. Between you and me, I think he's my favorite host. Uh, he's I my, had to pick somebody.
0: He's my favorite you know. he's my favorite
1: co-host. <laughs> he's my favorite <laughs> I didn't say that. I just said he's my favorite host. <laughs> I heard
0: you. I heard you. Everyone, everyone knows he's my favorite co-host. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Dad's GC as well as Facebook.com dot slash Dad's Gaming Corner. And as always, drop us a line at Hey Dad at DadsGamingCorner.com. dot com. We'd love to hear your own thoughts, questions, or even your own mom or dad story. Or if you're uh, if you're a kid and you're listening and you want to write into us, just make sure you get mom and dad's approval. And we'd love to hear your own story or something you have to say. So. Sam, I have one piece of news that I want to read, and then we will get that out of the way. And then we will talk as a couple of dads recording a show super late at night because we both have jobs. And what are we doing recording this late at night? I, I don't, think it's crazy. I, I think it's crazy. Um, Animal Crossing New Horizons second summer update, Wave Two, is actually upon us. In fact, depending on when you're listening to it, you may already have it right now. It, wave Two is set to be released on July 30th. And again, this is July 29th that this episode's coming out, so again, you probably already have this. Um, Nintendo released a cute little trailer. They do a great job of of releasing trailers uh, around Animal Crossing. It kind of reaches the fans who normally like Animal Crossing. It's very cute. Highlights all of the, the bright colors and the island life. Everyone's always happy. You see cool things happening. Well, this is the update that we've been expecting that centers around... Fireworks and midsummer and everything else, and so, um,
1: fireworks.
0: You know, Sam, your daughter uh, Samantha, she plays this, and I know she's really liking it. Is she still into Animal Crossing?
1: She is. She likes to play uh, whenever she can, but she definitely likes to play with people. She's not a super gamer like my my boys are um but she does like to play she kind of gets bored after a while by herself but when she has someone to play with she's she's definitely super excited she loves to go around and show me what's in her museum and things that she's done around the island and it's quite cute to see her personality and the way she is kind of come out in how she plays and so upper island
0: i know the couple times i've played with her and she's talking on the phone she is like i don't know what her normal personality would be you know like christopher's Um, to me, he's like a seven or an eight all the time, you know, unless he's tired. And Samantha seems normally around me tends to be a little bit more docile. Um, but whenever she's on the phone playing this, it's like her personality ranks up to like, like cranks up to a nine and she's like, Oh yeah, look at this. And Oh, you gotta look at this. And it's so cute. And I do like playing with her. I know it's been a while and she's been asking. Um, but let me read. So uh, what I was going to say is, um, on her fossils, I just thought about this. My fossil uh, museum is absolutely complete. I've got everything in there. It's done. Um, But rather than selling my fossils, I've been keeping all of them. In fact, my storage is constantly um, overfilled, and I have to go sell something because my storage is full, all 1,600 slots of my storage. Um, And a big chunk of that are just fossils, but I'm keeping them to help people like Samantha or whoever hasn't completed it and say, hey, what do you need? And I'll just bring it to your island. And so load up my pockets and help people complete their, you know, their um, museums. And so that's something I should definitely that's do with her because I've got a lot there. Well, you know, people, a lot of people I know just sell them, but I'm not to brag, but I'm sitting at just over 30 million <laughs> bells God. in the bank. That's right. 30 million. Ooh, 30 so, million bells. <laughs> dude, I'm rolling.
1: <laughs> Man.
0: Um. Anyway, so on this on this update that's coming out, um, as the it, this really cute little trailer is about two minutes long, um, it reveals that every Sunday in August you'll be able to partake in Red's raffle, getting items like sparklers, glowing headgear, all perfect for watching the accompanying fireworks show. You'll even be able to use custom designs to make your own fireworks display, which I think that is. So, is, is that a game changer? Absolutely not. <laughs> Does this add value to the game? For me, no. In fact, when I was showing Jaden uh, the, the video and talking to him about it, he's like, don't care, don't care. And I was going down the line, line items. He's like, don't care. And Jaden loves Animal Crossing. Um, but this update seems to be all fluff and no real like quality of life improvements. Um, the first update brought in you know, where you could swim in the ocean and collect all of these new creatures that are under the ocean. It brought a lot of you know new features like that. This one just seems like a giant event, and that's all it is. Um, I'd ask
1: you what you think, but you don't play
0: Animal Crossing.
1: I don't. I don't, and I'm not sure why anybody should play Animal Crossing
0: because it's a Although fun game.
1: Although I, I definitely, I definitely agree that I am in the minority because I have I work for somebody who's put in 400 plus hours, um, and it's just it's just crazy.
0: That's that's Melissa's gameplay. She's over 400 yeah. hours
1: in Animal Crossing.
0: I mean, you yeah, know my cool. wife; she is not a gamer, like at not all. a gamer. Yeah, so it's cool. You know, I haven't. I, I've been waiting to see new sales. Nintendo's really uh, quiet on their sales numbers. Um, I, I don't really know if there is a rhyme or reason when they bring out their sales numbers. They'll just do things like they just had a financials call and they gave their hardware sales and they gave their total software sales, uh, which was over forty. It's like a forty-six percent increase this year versus last year in software sales, which is amazing.
1: Forty-six. Like
0: 46% increase year over end. That's, it's it's that's insane. I mean maybe it maybe have been 42. It was it was I think it was 46. So it was somewhere between 42 and 46. Their hardware sales were over 20% up this year versus last year. And that's and and what's funny is that they contributed to the low hardware sales to the fact that you can't get a switch in stock because um because of COVID 19, the factories are all shut down. Shipping, all that kind of stuff is way down. Um, I've had a couple of different friends trying to get a switch over the last, well, even you know my brother Johnny over the last several months since COVID even began. And about a month into COVID, as far as the U.S. goes, like mid or towards the end of March, beginning of April, um, it's it's next to impossible to, to, to get a switch anywhere. Um, Johnny was trying to get one for a few weeks, and I was looking online. Um, Kevin, you know Kevin. I was trying to help him find mm-hmm. a switch. Mm-hmm. And as soon as anybody got them in stock, they were sold out, and that's all. That's yeah. that's all the colors for the switch light. Even the, the the actual switch model, they just they're not staying in stock. And so, Nintendo already saw over a twenty percent increase in hardware sales. But then they they were talking about how that's a low number, <laughs> but I'm like they're just raking it in anyway. I said, I that.
1: well, I wonder I wonder how it compares to like other software companies as well. Because oh, they're of dominating, the fact that everybody, yeah. everybody's stuck at home, and that's – what are you going to do? Well, let's download a game and play a game.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're they're, they're dominating, um, and especially since you said stuck at home. We were talking about this on, uh, on an episode, uh, I think it was two or three weeks ago, about how Capcom came out. And I believe it was 85%. They said that um, 85% of all their sales are digital um yeah. recently and so i'm sure a big part of that is that everyone's stuck at home but i'm curious how that how that number relates to the rest of the industry and everything else uh, nintendo continues to dominate though as far as hardware sales, software sales, and mm-hmm. um on 46 uh, percent over this time last year and they contributed a big part of that to uh pokemon sword and shield um which released uh, recently, as well as Animal Crossing, which released in March, which the thing about Animal Crossing, and and we won't go deep on this, but I just think it's interesting. The thing about Animal Crossing is that um, every news outlet was talking about Animal Crossing when it came out. The New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, um, Forbes magazine. um, I mean, you name it, it was there. It was in every article, both print, online, that you could imagine, and everyone was talking about how Animal Crossing was the perfect game or when it came out is, you know, was back then. But anyway, the perfect game to come out during this time in the world when everyone's stuck at home and everybody's just stressed out. They actually released a um, a survey talking about how uh, the most stressful game to play during COVID right now was Call of Duty. And I was like, well, but I guess that kind of, made Jane and I were talking, talking about it. And I'm like, that kind of makes sense. You know, you're, you're competitively fighting and shooting and dying and all those kinds of stuff. But it was rated the number one, most stressful game to play with COVID right now, people being stuck at home, and how Animal Crossing was rated the highest game, not just being played right now, but also the most relaxing, comfort, just comfort-bringing game. And so there's all these articles right. coming out saying how it's the perfect game. And so I want to see sales numbers for that game because um, early on, just just with March and April, it was already on track of being um, not only the the number one selling game this year, but one of the fastest selling games for Nintendo, period. And I'd like to see the numbers now and see where does it it stack compared to other releases of other games in previous years.
1: Yeah, definitely. So,
0: pretty interesting.
1: And In regards to Call of Duty, I would imagine it's probably the most stressful because when you're super mad at dying to your friend or your brother or something, you can't go anywhere. You can't just, like, up and leave. you got to stay in the house. So then, you know, things just... Go badly.
0: There's just something very relaxing about Animal Crossing, where you can sit there and play, and you know lose yourself for a few hours, and play with other people, and just relax. And then again, like you said, Call of Duty. If you get mad at your brother, you're like ah, and you throw the controller through the wall. Well, now you got to order a new controller because everybody's closed because you can't go shopping anywhere.
1: Right, right.
0: Anyway, Uh, another thing with Animal Crossing uh, coming out is that uh, New Leafs, uh, so in in Animal Crossing New Leaf on the 3DS had a dream suite that you could um, basically go into bed at any time, say you want to go to sleep, and then Luna would take you to other players' islands. Now, this is not something that I experienced in New Leaf, I only played a little bit of it, and so I'm actually, this is probably the one thing that I'm looking forward to In this update, Um, you go to sleep, go to someone else's just seemingly random person's island. And I like that idea because I actually don't have a lot of uh, Switch friends um, that I that I play with. So that'd be interesting. And then finally, uh, it's been confirmed. Finally, and this has been a big issue since the game first launched, um, that the island backup service will be arriving as well um, towards the uh, the end of July. Now, what's interesting is that there's two phases to this. Um, Isabel and I'm talking about her as an actual person, yes. We talk about her on the show. There's a whole thing about that. We'll talk about it later off the air. But uh, Isabelle um, got on Twitter and said that the Island Backup and Restoration Service allows Nintendo Switch Online members to upload their game data online and then recover the data in the event of loss or damage. So this does not sound like cloud backups that are currently enabled for other games. This more sounds like you can do a one-time, or maybe not a one-time, but a a consistent some kind of backup. But then you will need to reach out to Nintendo to support and ask them to be able to then download said data to the new console that got repaired. Um, that's interesting because Nintendo's said from the beginning they're not allowing saved uh, data or saved data cloud backup, whatever, for for Animal Crossing because they're afraid of people cheating and manipulating the system and all this kinds of stuff, which. There's this whole controversy around time traveling in Animal Crossing. So I'm not really sure why, you know, time traveling is okay. But, you know, they're worried about people manipulating save data for the cloud. That that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but then they yeah. go further on to say that the ability to transfer Animal Crossing New Horizons save data is planned for later this year. So so you may not know this, Sam, but, you know, whenever you upgrade your switch or you get a new switch or whatever else, you change over. Uh, When you're booting up the new Switch, if you have an old one, it'll ask you, are you setting this up new? It's kind of like a smartphone. Or are you transferring from an older Switch? And if you're transferring, it transfers um, all of your saved data. So for anybody listening who doesn't know, if you have an SD card in your Switch, you can choose to store all of your um, uh, screenshots and video captures and things like that onto your SD card. And by default, you can also choose on there. um, We put SD card in there. to Every time you install a digital game, or, or even download. If you have a physical game, you download the game updates. Everything is stored on the SD card. However, all of your game saves stay save on the internal memory of your Switch. Um, there is no way to back that up outside of using Nintendo's online cloud paid service. That's the only way to back up a saved game. Now, when you do a transfer from one system to the other system, um, during that process, all of your save data moves over to the new Switch, so you don't lose anything. It's great. Animal Crossing New Horizons is the only game to date that you cannot move that data over. Your Switch, you let's say you get a brand new, let's say you crack the screen and you get a brand new Switch or or maybe you you had an old Switch and you upgraded to the new one with the better memory, I'm sorry, uh, the better battery life and all that kind of stuff. Um, you can't transfer your island over. You have to start all over. You can't call Nintendo. You can't do anything about it. You can't transfer your save data over. Again, they're paranoid about uh, uh, you know just messing up the save file and, and editing it and up, uploading it online, all kinds of stuff. It's, it's a big deal. Um, so it's interesting that they're finally enabling this, and this just helps a lot of people for like, I don't know, you upgrade your Switch or your Switch gets damaged, or let's say you lost your Switch and, and um, it's stolen or whatever else. And you've sunk 300 hours in Animal Crossing, 400 hours in Animal Crossing. Now you can call Nintendo, or at least you can here in a couple of weeks. And they'll actually help you download your save data. So I think that's pretty cool. Again, not a game changer, but, but it is cool for people.
1: So I don't know much about it, but I'm just kind of reading the information I have here. It's saying that the ability to transfer Animal Crossing save data. Is planned for later this year, but didn't you just say it's coming out here in a couple weeks? So
0: what's coming out in a couple weeks. It looks weeks, like
1: two different, it exactly. looks kind of like, like a future note. Exactly. So as
0: of right now, you can't back up the, your saved game and you can't transfer to a new console. Later this year, sometime this, probably this fall, they're going to be releasing an update where if you do it and transfer to a new console, you can move your saved data with you from animal crossing. That's huge. Um, just as importantly, if not more importantly, what they are enabling, um, it looks to be at the end of July, the beginning of August, when this update comes out, uh, that you can do an online backup. Um, so you can, I guess maybe it's automatically, I'm, I'm assuming it's using the cloud at, to some extent, and so it's uploading to the cloud Um you can't just choose to download it whenever you want to though. So you still can't manipulate the save file. So like for here's an, well, I'll take an example here in a second. So it's uploading, but then if your switch gets stolen and you get, get a new switch or you send your switch in to get repaired and you get a new switch, um, you can then call Nintendo support and they can walk you through the process of actually downloading your saved game, which is huge Mm -hmm. because right now there's no way to back up your, your, um, your saved game. Right. Which is a big deal. And, and just one example of how you can kind of manipulate the saved data a little bit. And again, it doesn't matter. So I don't know why Nintendo is all uptight about this. But one example is when I was playing through Hollow Knight, I was getting towards the end of the game. And I had made my way um, up to a point to one of the, the final bosses. And I was doing really good. And I don't remember what I did. But I I, I basically died and I lost something and I lost something like, I don't know, two hours worth of content worth. Oh, money. That's what it is. It was a lot Ooh. of money, tons and tons and tons and tons of money. Cause when you die, um, in hollow Knight you, you lose all your money, but if you can go back to where your spirit was and fight it, you gain all your money back. right I, that's what it was. I had tons of money. I'd been saving up. I died and I went back to get my spirit and I died before I got my spirit. So i lost all my money. So what I quickly did was that I crashed the game? So you know, I, I hit home. Um, I, so I hit home. I turned on airplane mode. Okay. <laughs> so I, I nice. hit the home button, hit airplane mode, closed the game. All right. I had to get on a different switch altogether. Okay, because of the timestamps. <laughs> I got on one of my kids' switches, downloaded Hollow Knight, logged in with my ID, downloaded from the cloud my saved file that was like two hours old, but had all my money in it played for like 10 minutes just so it had a new uh, timestamp, uploaded it, re-went to my Switch, uh, turned uh, turn, turn off airplane mode, relaunched the game, and then, or, 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 or I'm sorry, went into the saved file, and it showed that there was a newer save file in the cloud than was on my console. Because my console save file had the, uh, where I lost all my money. Right. Downloaded that, got all my money back. So I was able to trick the system. Um, that's just one example. So it's example. interesting
1: because... I, I don't. And again, I don't play Animal Crossing, but it doesn't it doesn't strike me as the type of game because there's not a com, there's not combat, things like that. So I don't know how you 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 unless there's some sort of decision that you might regret instantly. But having these you know controls to where you can't do that, like I don't see a situation where you'd have to be like, oh, my gosh, why did I just do that? How did that happen? I got to collect. I got to collect something and then have to do that. Like, I don't. I don't know why you'd have to do that.
0: Well, and it doesn't make sense because you can time travel and go backwards and redo all that yourself. And then even using time travel, you can become a millionaire very quickly or just using turnip exchange type of programs or websites or social accounts. You become a millionaire in a couple of weeks, which is why I have 30 million bells and everything's paid off. Is that
1: why you have 30 million (laughs) bells? Yeah, I
0: haven't time traveled, but I have used uh, turnip exchange, so. Anywho, um, moving right along, we spent more time on that than I intended. Um, Just why don't you tell us what you've been up to, like any games you've been playing, shows you've been watching, things like that.
1: Yeah, so I've been playing. I haven't played in several days, been a little too busy doing other things. Um, But I've been playing uh, Borderlands on my Switch. Uh, Second time playing through, I had it on Xbox. And of course, loved the game. Super fun, super, super fun. I've um, been playing through as a siren this time around, whereas before I beat the game as the soldier. Um, nice. kinda kinda was a little iffy about the siren in the beginning, but definitely grew to like her as I went on. And a big reason that I enjoy I enjoy her playing her now is that I really like the elemental weapons. It's a lot of fun to to use those. It adds a kind of a new layer to the game to, you know, switch back and forth between, you know, a fire elemental gun. You know, lightning take down their shields and then, you know, corrosive guns to take down armor, armor guys. So a lot of fun doing that. I uh, beat the game few, uh, several days ago and I'm doing the, um, Oh, you did. Yeah, I did. I beat the, the main story mode and then I'm doing the DLC, which that's actually new for me. I, I didn't, um, I never played that when I beat it the first time. Cause I think I jumped right into borderlands too. So I'm um, so I'm, I, It's all right. I'm doing the, I'm doing the, um, I'm trying to remember the the name of it. It's the one where you're in the car and you drive around. I'm sure anybody knows much about Borderlands. I haven't
0: played any of the DLC yet. And so. Okay. Yeah. It's
1: definitely an interesting take. Uh, It's taking me a little longer to do this DLC than I thought it would. But overall, of course, I love Borderlands and have a lot of fun.
0: So I'm really bummed because I, um, I've been really wanting to play it with you and Jaden. And then Jaden's close to beating the game as well and i'm still at level 22 or 21 wow. or something and yeah. i'm i'm with you cuz i'm doing i did a siren as well I've, I've previously i've played as a soldier and then i also played as the um oh not the um barbarian dude but um the hunter the hunter and i really liked the hunter and i where i'm at with the siren right now is that man she is so squishy she dies so easily and um, I really haven't found my thing that I like about her yet. And it may just be that I'm not deep enough into the game to where her tr- I'm, I'm deep down in her tree. Um, I do like the elemental weapons, but I don't really see the advantage, at least right now because I'm early on, I don't see the big advantage that she has with elementals versus anyone else using elementals.
1: Um, well, the only thing I like outright is... She has in the middle tree where you can put five points into the chance to start the elemental effect. And I think that's that's actually the main one that separates her elemental gun wise um, from from the other classes. So So, and then, of course, you can get that you can get the class mods, too, um, which are a little little later in the level a little later in the game story mode where you can start getting those class mods, but that can, that can increase your elemental effect chance or increase the damage like your ignite damage does and things like that.
0: So I'm looking at the, um, at the borderland tree right now because I was trying to remember what I did based on what I've looked at and everything else. Um, And maybe that's the issue. I'm going down the, I'm trying to find the name of it and I can't find it. I'm going down the right side of the tree and it's Mm -hmm. okay, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not,
1: not loving That's actually it. the one that I Oh, that Assassin, I spe- yeah.
0: Spectre. Yeah, I'm going down Assassin. Assassin right now and I like Assassin. Um there's some really cool specs like like okay, when she so I will say she crits high and I do like that. Um I like her and I don't know what it's called but her invisible ability. I really like that as well. Um but I haven't gone down her elemental train or, or tree. There are some things on the controller tree that I do that look interesting to me. But I don't, I I have not been, I like, I really like Borderlands, but I've not been excited to play this character. And I'm wondering if that's why I'm not going back to it like I really want to.
1: Yeah, I I don't think that I would enjoy her as much as I did with just her tree. I think, again, the the elemental weapons really is what makes it.
0: So. so I think I need to lean into that and I and I haven't because I haven't picked up that many good elementals but I think what I need to do is regardless if it's a better gun or not, I need to stick with elementals and learn elementals and I think I'll have more fun with that so
1: I definitely tried to branch out when I'd find a gun that was really good I would try it out but nothing could nothing really very quickly I realized that oh, this gun is not as good and, and my primary weapon is is the the fire um, the fire elemental gun because once you set somebody on fire then you can kind of run around and try to focus on surviving a little bit while they're kind of uh being burned gotcha yeah
0: gotcha uh anything else you've been playing uh
1: no i did uh finish started and finished the show the good place
0: um,
1: oh oh, which i yeah so no spoilers
0: no spoilers i know they just had their final season um and i've jade and i have only gotten through was it three seasons on netflix i think and they just finished yeah, season did four. Yeah,
1: did they officially? Well, wait, there's fourth season.
0: Did you watch Netflix? There uh, no, was only three.
1: No, it's Netflix.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. They the fourth season's currently on, but it will be the last season.
1: Oh, nice! Because it definitely ended feeling like, like, oh, this feels very open ended.
0: Yes, there is a fourth. <laughs> there is a fourth season. It's airing right now, um, but it will be the last season, which I'm bummed because. Jade and I are both
1: really getting into that show. Yeah, it's a, awesome. fun, a really fun show. I liked it.
0: Now you were telling me off air that you beat. We don't have. We don't have a lot of time to go into this, but you beat XCOM. Is that right?
1: I did beat XCOM. Yep, that X-Com was XCOM Two. That's a game I've actually XCOM Two. Yep, I've never never played that game before. Which a lot of the games I've played on the Switch, I have played in the past, and you know still love them and play them because they're on the Switch and stuff. But the XCOM was a game I've never played. I've never been into. Um, the tactical strategy turn-based
0: type, yeah um,
1: turn-based style um I just haven't had a lot of experience with it and typically it's not my preferred uh genre um but I I really enjoyed really enjoyed XCOM had a lot of fun with it the story was really good um I didn't do there's there's it was kind of interesting and and uh for those that haven't played it they on the Switch, they have the, the regular game mode, and then they have the War of the Chosen right. uh, game game mode. And I would definitely recommend, because I played the regular mode, I read a little bit about it, you know, what should I do? And, you know, I kind of saw mixed opinions. Um, having done the main game, I have started War of the Chosen, but I haven't really gotten far into it at all. It's basically, it's a repeat of the story with... Um, some uh, more than just added features. Some quality um, of life
0: improvements, by far.
1: Yeah, and so I would. I think that I would recommend. You know, looking back at my experience, I probably I should have played War of the Chosen, uh, the first time through, just because I think that. I would have seen more of the game that way because I doubt I'm going to be going back anytime soon and redoing the whole game just for that. And most people Too do... Too busy with life and things like that.
0: Most people do recommend War of the Chosen as well. So um, just, just if you can speak to this uh, quickly, I know when you first were starting it out, um, you didn't just gravitate towards it. You, weren't just, you didn't fall in love with it right away. Um, how long did it take you when you were playing it before you started realizing this is a really good game?
1: Uh, I was probably, um, probably five hours or so game time okay. into the game, um, where I started like, you know, cause I think I was trying to play, I was going through another game at the same time. Uh, um, and I kind of started choosing or the chosen, you know, in my free time to, to play versus the other game. And once I started doing that, I was like, okay, I'm getting a little more, you know, into the story and and enjoying it. Um, so.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, I'm guessing you have not tried out children of Morta yet. I keep, I know I've been telling you about that one, but you haven't tried it out yet.
1: I have not. And I honestly, I feel like it's the first time I've seen the, the game. So I'm not sure that you have told me about that before. <laughs> okay.
0: Go. It, it's been a while. It's been a while when we, after the show, you need to go watch a YouTube video. So, um, I, we've already did a full blown review of this, sh- of this game on the show. Um, It's a, it's an indie game. Um, it's, it's, it's like a dungeon crawler similar to Diablo, but, but the, but here's the, here's the, the, the hook on it is that this game's hard. Um, not a super meat boy hard where you get mad and you throw the controller or you finally beat a level and you're like, I'm done. I'm good. Put the controller down. Um, it's, um, you'll play the first level multiple times And every time you play it, it's procedurally generated. So every time you go back into it, it's different. Now, normally, I do not like procedurally generated games, uh, or I'm sorry, levels. But it keeps it fresh. And so what's unique about it is that you have this one family, and you play as the father starting off. And as you play the father, every time you die, um, um, you go back to the house because you don't actually die. The grandmother does this magic thing to where whenever you're at the point of death, um, your soul basically, uh, uh, is transferred back to the house and you're resurrected. Um, but it's not heavy on no, that. Nice. That's just how it works. And so, but every time you die, there's this narrator that just has a great voice. Um, you, you played Bastion, right?
1: Uh, started never ha- haven't haven't it. haven't gone very far. Okay.
0: But do you remember how the narrator for that game is just great?
1: Yeah, I do just remember had a great that. A narrator. While, but yeah,
0: so this 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 game has a narrator that's telling a story. It's a good story. Um, I I really enjoy it. And so you start off as the dad, and as you die and and play the level again, rinse, repeat, over and over. Um, he tells the story of what's going on and tells the story about how there's a son that's away from the family. Kind of like seems like there's a rift between the son and the family. Um, and then the your daughter ends up playing with you, and she comes on one of the missions, which eventually unlocks the daughter to play. And the styles are completely different. Where the father plays with a sword and a shield, and he's more of a slow fighter, but he's a heavy defender. The daughter comes in, and she's a ranged attacker with a bow, and then you can play as her. So you have different classes you can play, but each class is a member of the family. Um, and then later on, uh, the uncle creates these daggers for the son, but he's the youngest of the family, and the mother doesn't want him to go out and fight. So he does what you know they, they do in this story, and he rebels and goes off. So now she's you know really concerned because her the, her youngest is gone. Later he comes back. Uh, And it's all a part of the story as it's telling. And so as you're playing this first level, trying to go deeper and deeper and, and beat it to go to the next area, you're also leveling up your character. And so you unlock new abilities just like a dungeon crawler. Well, as you're gaining XP for your individual character, whoever you're playing with, you also unlock family abilities. And so for the dad, you might get him to level four, unlock new abilities for him. But at the same time, you're unlocking abilities for the rest of the family. That might be like increased HP or increased armor uh, and you know, increase resistance or increased speed or whatever else. They go for all family members across the board, regardless of their level, which is really unique concept. And then you can come in, you know, with one of the other characters, like the youngest son. When you start playing with him, he gets daggers and he 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 fights really fast. He doesn't have a, a big hit bar, but he fights really fast. And when he gets in a frenzy mode, it's you're just mowing through the game. It's really it's a really good game. They did really well on it. Um, there's a few. Performance issues here and there, not big. Um, you can do local co-op if you know two players on one screen. They do say the online multiplayer is coming. Um, I really hope they do because that's one of the things that I mean, I I wish they had it out of the, you know, coming right out of the gates. Uh, I think they, they're missing an opportunity there. Like that's one of those games, Sam, that you and I could sink. I mean, I could see us sinking hours in, like, like all night, playing crazy late. As we're, you know, working through a level, you know, trying to learn these new abilities, these new modes, the way that these new enemies attack and everything else. Great game. Anyway, it's called Children of Morta. Anyway, uh, we did it for for review on the show. I'm still playing it because it's just, it's such a good game. If I don't know what to play and I'm just kind of tired of what I have, I always go back to that game. It's just a really good game. Nice.
1: Um, well, I just uh, added it to my wish list, so if it ever goes on sale, I will probably get it. You make it sound fun.
0: It's amazing. It, it's really good. Uh, it's rated T for Teen um, just because of some of the topics, but it's a great game. Uh, I'm also still playing a lot of Paper Mario, The Origami King. Um, really liking that game. We, I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, we spent a long time last week talking about it, but uh, it's interesting. It's been one of those games lately that you see on Metacritic that gets review-bombed. Um, where it's normally getting good reviews from critics, and then you've got users on there giving it, you know, eights, nines, tens, and then you have a bunch of zeros on there. And we talked about it last week on the show. We read some zeros on the show about people saying this game is, is terrible for sports fans. Well, it's not a sports game, so I mean, why, <laughs> why, why, so why are you giving it a zero? It doesn't make any sense. And another guy said, "Man, I love this game. Love the music. Love this. Love this. Love this." And then he named a different game, and then gave it a zero. No, seriously. And so review bombing has been a thing, you know, for the last several months. I don't know if it's COVID. Like, I really think COVID has something to do with it. People are stuck at home and they're only targeting the big games, like other games. It's only the big AAA title games, like from first party companies that are coming out. Um, Pokemon did the same thing. Um, and you're saying they're do, so they're
1: doing this on purpose, like oh, these absolutely, aren't just really dumb people who don't know what game.
0: Absolutely, no, no, absolutely. Uh, uh, this uh, it was uh, earlier today or yesterday. Jay and I were trying to explain review bombing to Melissa, and we read one review, and this guy was saying, um, uh, he said, "Great adventure game, um, but it, but it's not a good JRPG. Well, it's not meant to be an RPG like at all. It's not an RPG game at all." But he goes, great wow. adventure game, great artwork, great soundtrack, but it's terrible for RPG fans. Uh, so, so one of the complaints that people have is that one of the original, not the original, but um, like s- several, multiple versions of this game ago. Like there's been lots of Paper Marios. Uh, it's called Paper Mario and the, thousand year, uh, the year of the thousand, a thousand Year Door. Anyway, something like that. Um, really good game, and it was a really good RPG. Well, they've changed the formula up, and it's no longer an RPG. But the last, like, three versions haven't been RPG, so there's a new direction. So, like, get on board. But he praises the game, yeah. but then it says terrible for, our, you know, he goes, but then it's a terrible RPG, and gives it, like, a three. After he just got done complimenting it, you know, over and over about how it is. I don't know. So it's just funny. Um, but, again, moving on, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft Dungeons. We talked about that before
1: previously on well, the show. Well, uh, so, so real quick about Paper sure, Mario. Sure. My six-year-old, Eli, he's... he's like before the game was released, he's been so excited, like trying to show me videos about it, talking about it, that he really wants to get it and things like that. So I told him to to ask him uh, to ask for it for his birthday, which is in October. So he's it was funny because he was telling me his plan. He was telling me how he wants to ask for he well he was telling me that he's going to use his birthday money when people give him birthday money to buy the game. And right. I was like, well, why don't you just? ask for the game for your birthday and he he was just you could tell it was a concept that he wasn't he was like no i'm not going to do that uh, he's like I, I don't know why he thought he couldn't do that but he he kept going back to i'm going to use my birthday money so finally after saying it several times i finally kind of convinced him <laughs> i was like you know you can ask this just ask for the game you can do that and so i think that that's going to be on his on his birthday wish list because he's he's Really excited about it. He's never played any Paper Mario. It's, it's kind of odd that this one that this game has jumped out at him, it, it jumped out to him so much. So
0: this is a really good game. Um, I, I personally thoroughly enjoyed this game. Um, I think Christopher liked this game. I think, uh, I think um, Samantha might even like this game because it's it's very lighthearted. It's not a two D platformer at all. It, it is a story driven game, but it's a story driven adventure game. It's cute, it's whimsical, It's ex- the colors are bright, it's like a great soundtrack, it even has throwbacks to some of the older uh, original Marios, but they're redone, you know, the, the soundtracks are uh, remixed. It's a fun game, I, I it, it's one of those games that um, when it, I, I pre-ordered it, and then when it launched, um, and I was playing it later that evening, I played it for six hours straight, um, and there's not many games that I can say that about where I'm enjoying the story and I'm like, okay, I need, to, I need to turn it off. Well, just a little bit longer, and then I play some more. Well, just a little bit longer, and then six hours later, I've just sunk six hours straight into this game. Um, really enjoying it, having a lot of fun. Uh, the combat system is different, and the combat system is weird, but um, it has to do with this will. I won't go into it. Just watch some YouTube videos; you'll see. Well, it. I,
1: I saw, I saw, I watched a YouTube video that that Eli showed me. So I'm actually right. kind of familiar with the basic wheel and. It, it's it's different.
0: Um, I will say that on my second or third boss encounter, um, I had a really hard time, and I had to actually watch somebody else play that boss. And it's different every time you play it. So it wasn't like I got a cheat or anything by watching it. I just saw a way to play the game, and once I saw it, I'm like, okay, now it makes sense. I've got this, and so it was, it was very different, um, and that, and that, that made it all the difference in the world for me, and so just helping me right there, but I like this game. I enjoy this game. Um, I think you would have fun playing it with Eli, uh, it's, and again, it's a very lighthearted, fun game, so I think you should definitely check it out. Is it a two-player? Uh, it is only single-player but it's one that you could sit there and like pass the controller back and forth and play or help them along and say, Hey Eli, you need to go get that or maybe help them read certain things or whatever. So it's a fun game.
1: Oh, and I just, I just remember speaking of games, I just remembered a game that we we found as a family. So that's cool. I'm going to throw that out there.
0: Okay. Well,
1: uh, um, what game was that? It's It's a game. It's a really small, one of those really random games. It's called lumberjack. Um, it's it's a it's a lot of fun. As Wait, far Lumberjack as like or, t- with, or you,
0: Timberman versus a Lumberjack.
1: Okay, I gotta look that no, up. No, it's definitely Lumberjack. It's a it's an indie game, it's a small game, it's not super deep. It's it's definitely not a game that I would really ever play by myself. Right. But we've had a lot of fun as a family. Um and basically all you're doing is racing to cut down a tree. Uh a tree. But it's the 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 twist or what makes it difficult is that you're using the the bumpers on the, no. you know, on the, on the control, but the, it's, it's kind of, it, it's, it's reverse. So if you hit, if you hit the, the, uh, the right bumper, basically you kind of, you, I'm trying to spend several days as I play, but you, you go the opposite direction. And as you're, as you're chopping down the tree, the branches come down and you have to dodge them, um, which is, that's where the hard part is. And it's, it feels very uh, reversed. It's not it's not intentionally that they did it backwards to make it hard like it makes sense when you play it it's just the way that the the game works if it, it, it takes a little bit for your brain to kind of get in sync with you know the way you're using the controller it's okay it's not a deep game very small game but it's a lot of fun to play you know 15 20 minutes with the
0: fans. Okay I need you to grab your switch and double check because you're talking you're describing t- Timberman versus and if there's a second um, game uh, like it called Lumberjack, then I'm curious.
1: It could be. I mean, I've never done Timberman, so I don't know what it Do the is, trees change up a, as
0: well from like a regular tree to a palm tree to a stack of tires to like just all kinds of stuff like changing different, uh, different, um...
1: Wait, it is called Timberman versus. Okay, that's what I thought. I totally thought it was called Lumberjack. Oh, that's okay. That's my whole family calls it. We like say, <laughs> let's play Lumberjack. Well, hey, I don't even a, know how we got
0: that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a family game. Um... Okay, for those of y'all out there, it is called Timberman Versus, and it is only $1.99, and you can play four-players co-op. So um, you've got Sam's uh, uh, ringing recommendation right there.
1: Lots of fun.
0: Lots of fun. Lots of fun for the family. Uh, another game you need to be getting for your kids, which we won't go into right now for the sake of time, is Minecraft Dungeons. Um, having so much fun playing that with the kids. Um, and, and there's a whole show that you need to listen to because you may listen to or play the game and think, this is kind of boring. Go back, listen to the show. Uh, I think the name of the, that episode was called Enter the Dungeon. It's, it's two or three episodes ago. And um, the game is simple enough to where Micah can play and beat an entire level by himself. It's like a, a Diablo game majorly scaled down uh, in the world of Minecraft. But it's a fun game. And so uh, I can play it with up to four players. It's, a, it's really cool. Um, but, uh, what Jade and I are doing right now, though, to make it interesting for us is that there's no classes in the game. But we we did an episode where we spent time looking at all the end game gear and saying, okay, if we just go after these different gears and artifacts and things like that, can we create our own classes and then play as such? And you can, which is really cool. And so we're working on end game stuff of creating our own classes for me, Caleb, and Jaden to play. And so it's an interesting concept that we came up with, so... But that yes. game's only twenty bucks, and so for twenty dollars, um, and to have hours and hours of gameplay, um, definitely worth checking that up. And then the last game I've been playing, which I'm going to talk more about in detail next week, is Carry On. It, it was just released last week uh, for different consoles. Um, in a nutshell, it's a reverse uh, horror game where uh, in a lab, a this mutant um, life being or this being. Uh, Basically, you're like this bloody mass of tentacles. It sounds kind of gross. It is. And um, you are is trying to escape the lab, basically. And you're going through all these different tunnels. You go through different um, rooms and everything. And you're the one attacking the people. And I, I'll, I'll just say it. I mean, this game is rated M for mature. There's no language or anything. But it's just the idea. Because... Uh, there is kind of a satisfaction of when you're going through the adventure mode and you're and you're of the story and you're you're trying to figure out which levers to to move up or down to get through different doors and then you get into a room and there's a bunch of people and you hear them scream and they run from you and then a couple of guys start shooting you there's a satisfaction of throwing your body at them and, and just beginning to grab them with tentacles stuffing them into your mouth <laughs>
1: It sounds sounds terrible.
0: Um, It's done like in a 32-bit art style, 16-bit, 32-bit art style. It's a great game. (laughs) This is a great game. Um, You
1: say so.
0: (laughs) We've been we've been reviewing we've been uh, uh, reviewing this one for the last couple of weeks and getting some good time into it. And uh, I can't speak highly enough of this game. And it's one of those games that you have to kind of watch, um, and you and as you play, you unlock new abilities. Really liking it. I, I, I don't want to say more than that because I'm going to go on on just a tyrant and just talk about this game. And I want to save that for next week. But it's just, anyway, it's, it's carry on. It's on multiple systems. I'm playing it on Switch right now. Can't say enough about this game. Really good game. And so, anyway, you need to check that out. Okay. Um, moving on. Moving on. Um, I did want to talk about what we're watching. Um, and I don't have time to talk about it. So I'm going to, to save it for next week and just move on. To, we have two topics tonight. I want to talk about, and the first one is this. Sam, um, are there any games that you've played? You have a you know gaming history. We're just a few years apart. Um, what are some games that you played that you want to see on Switch? And I think this is a question that we can definitely have at this point. Um, when the Switch first came out, um, you know there were some first party games, but like any new console, had a, had very little. Very few games to pick from. It became an indie game machine really fast, uh, which I I love about it. I love the indie games on there. And for a while, we were all saying, just bring it to Switch. Bring it to Switch. I I don't even care how old the game is. Bring it to Switch. And then it became almost like a running joke of everything's coming to Switch. Um, A lot of new games are coming to Switch. Um, uh, The Outer Worlds is one of those games most recently that came to Switch. Um, the latest Doom, it's coming mm-hmm. within the next month or two. I
1: haven't played it yet, but I will really uh, The Outer play Worlds, it. yeah, yeah.
0: I'm. It re- looks like a lot of. Fun. I'm enjoying it. I-, I will say it takes a graphical hit on Switch, but the fact that the portability factor for me just it's become like a golden bullet. It outweighs you know that for me. I love having portable. Yeah. Um, but they're bringing games, and like you know, Two K games is the most recent developer just to bring a bunch. They brought. The Bioshock trilogy. They brought um, Borderlands one, all the DLC. Borderlands two, all the DLC. XCOM two, all the DLC. And we're seeing these games, this this resurgence of older games being ported. Um, Crisis is coming out soon for uh, PlayStation four, Xbox one, and uh, Nintendo Switch. And uh, it's the remastered version. Crisis originally uh, came out on the Xbox three hundred and sixty, PS three, things like that. And the remastered version is is coming out on on all these consoles. Well, it just came out this past weekend for Switch, um, and it's getting good reviews, and it looks gorgeous, and from what I've read, it plays
1: great. And yeah, I didn't even I've, I've never played Crisis. Oh, I, great game! I'm I'm excited here. It's coming on Switch. I had no idea. I thought basically I haven't looked recently for any big games, partly because I was having probably because I haven't touched my switch in several days, partly because I was, I I, I guess I kind of thought that with, with the, you know, Borderlands and Bioshock and XCOM coming out, there probably wasn't going to be anything major hitting the switch for a little bit, but that's, that's pretty major. That's pretty awesome. It's a
0: fun, I mean, it is an older game, like I said, 360, but it's a very fast paced first person shooter, um, kind of futuristic, great game. And so, um, with these kind of games coming you know, out of the woodwork and no one, no one's talking about some of these games. Some of these games you know, we were hearing about months in advance, a year in advance. Some of these games you don't hear anything and then they just, boom, they drop. Um, so at this point, it's like, sure, why not? Bring it to Switch. And so what games um, did you grow up with? And they can even be older games. But what games did you grow up with, even from other systems, that you want to see on Switch? I think we're past the... We're definitely past that time where or developers are nervous about the Switch. The Switch has been the number one selling console almost every single month for the last three three plus years now. Um, it's selling like crazy, every and not by a small margin either, a huge margin. And this is worldwide sales in, in every region. Mm-hmm. It's outselling. So publishers want to make money, so they're bringing their games to Switch. EA is finally bringing games to Switch, which has been the uh, the, the biggest developer holding out. Now they're bringing stuff to Switch. So. What do you want to see on Switch?
1: So this is so the game that I would my, my the, the first thing I'd say right off the bat, um, and I think I'll I'll throw this out there, Michael, and then maybe you could kind of say yours because that might jog some memory, you know, some some other ideas I've had. But um, so the first thing I'd say is I super love the fact that they they just released Donkey Kong on the the Super Nintendo mode. It's so cool because I didn't think that they were going to be doing that. Um, I know there's different licensing issues with the first Donkey Kong and then the, you know, the next Donkey Kong, but I'd love to see them continue to, uh, to bring out the next Donkey Kong game. Cause that, I think for me growing up, like Donkey Kong country Two, like that was, we didn't own it, but I, we had a friend that did. And so when we got to go to their house, playing that game was just so much fun. So I'd right. love to see that come out. Uh, but as far as like kind of the, the more, you know, bigger games, more main games, um, um, I mass effect to me, I would, I've played the, I've played it a couple times through. I don't really have the interest in playing it through again on like the Xbox, but if it came out on the switch, I would absolutely play it again. I mean, that's probably my, that's my favorite game of all time next to world of Warcraft. So would love to see all three mass effects come out on the switch.
0: Now, are you, now, are you an equal fan of, um, I'm sorry, were you an equal fan of all three mass effects?
1: i i i was i know a lot of people didn't like the third one um mainly because of the ending i think but right. i actually um i i what it, it, i didn't i don't know it, i didn't end the third game thinking oh that was terrible i kind of ended the third game the end of the third one thinking like what exactly happened <laughs> like like it wasn't it wasn't a very clear and I don't want to, I don't spoil it even though it's kind of an old game, but it wasn't a very clear choice. Right. And so I didn't really understand the, the, the full aspect of, of what I had chosen. Um, I think they, I know that they had gone back and retroactively changed things a little bit. So the second time I played through, I either made a better choice for what I wanted or they had already fixed it. And I, um, they, so it naturally kind of flowed better. But I remember enjoying it the second time. through. That being said, I mean, that was the only part that I was, you know, that wasn't absolutely amazing. Uh, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't as amazing as everything else. I mean, everything else just loved Mass Effect. The first, the, the trilogy. I haven't played the the latest one. I, it bombed basically from everything I've seen and heard about it. Which one was but that? The third one you loved. said? The, the fourth one. Oh, I the fourth one. Yeah,
0: the, f- the fourth one I've heard. Yeah, I have not heard good things about so here, here's my next question. Then, so so you picked your one game. and I'm going to pick my one here in a second. And so your one was a trilogy. So good way to cheat. Um, how much would you pay for that today? Because those games were all what fifty bucks, sixty bucks a piece when they came out originally.
1: Yeah, I, I think that though the what they did with board, the Borderlands, Bioshock, and all that, I think that would be, um, I think that would definitely be a fair price if they released all three. Right uh, bundled, which they did with you know Bioshock, I would be willing to pay you know full price fifty nine ninety nine that's kind of the way you know triple a the a big game is released right now at that price point i would i it to me it would be worth i mean that's twenty bucks really for each game, which i mean each game alone was worth full price when it came out, so and to I mean, you, the really game, more than fair
0: and for you, the games still hold their value because there's that whole debate on you know what is a game worth if it was worth sixty dollars you know, ten years ago, does it still worth sixty dollars now? And so to you, these games are absolutely worth it. You would you you would spend you'd spend forty dollars for for the first two games each? Like like if they if they came out and charged forty dollars per game, would you pay that?
1: I, I would. I, I think You don't want to, but you would <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, I would I'd have to space it out a little more and you know, tell my wife how excited I am about one game and then <laughs> you gotta justify it. be like, oh I'm saying I'm so excited about this game too, and kind of wait in between each game um but at but at 50, 59, $60, bucks I'd buy all three see and that's, that's so how good. I was
0: about bioshock um when they brought the Bioshock collection <laughs> out it was fifty dollars for the collection or twenty dollars per game, so you save ten bucks buying uh the full collection, but I enjoy that's that's that I've said it so many times that is probably my favorite gaming franchise of all time i loved bioshock I remember, I remember the first time i played and beat the first game and you and I I, I I won't say it even to this day because there's people who i know haven't played it and i want them to enjoy it but when i go back and play it now for the first time or not for the first time for the, you know for the eighth ninth time but i'm starting a brand new save and you know they're talking to you and they say something i'm like oh my gosh it's there already this early in the game It's start that hook is already there um, I love everything about BioShock. I love the world, I love everything. That's one of those games that if it came out 40 50 but if it came out 50 bucks the first game, I would I would pay I would hate it, but I would pay 50 bucks for that game cuz I enjoyed there. it so much. Um, but that's a collection um that came out of nowhere. I mean, I was saying it since day 1 for the Switch, bring BioShock. There's no reason not to bring BioShock, and they did. So, um my answer is going to be kind of a cheat like yours. Um, I would like to see uh orange the orange box brought to switch and so if you remember the orange box oh, contained half-life 2, Half-Life two uh, and oh, uh, and all of the yeah. dlc and it also came with episode 1 episode 2 the first portal and team fortress 2 um half-life 2 alone i would i would kill for to get on the switch i would love that, still that opening scene and you're just game. riding in that in that tram or whatever and the credits are rolling and everything Half-Life 2 is such a good
1: game. Um, yeah, I'm bu- I wish they'd released... Uh, I mean, I wish they would, period. Like any console, I wish they'd come out with the next one. Because they... I mean, that that game was so good.
0: I don't know why they haven't released another Half-Life. Uh, I've read different things, and I don't want to get into speculation here, but um, you know, this was on Steam. It started there, and then they had it on Xbox and other you know consoles, whatever. I, I think it would sell like crazy on the Switch. Team Fortress 2... Man, if they brought the online infrastructure for that game onto Switch, um, you have a lot of online you know games right now, like Fortnite and other things that do great on Switch. Um, you have um, Overwatch, you know, from Blizzard. Um, it, you know, I know people that play it. I know it's not awesome on Switch because it does take a graphical hit, uh, and there's some other things about you know analog versus digital control. Excuse me, controls and everything else like that. But I mean. Uh, I don't know if you played much of Team Fortress too, but that's one back... I remember when I was working um, at one of my IT jobs, a couple guys I knew there, they played it as well. And, man, that was just... That was one of those over-the-top fun. The characters were fun. The guns were fun. Overwatch is what I mentioned because it's the only game that reminds me of um, Team Fortress. That was just a fun, you know, game. Um, and then the original portal, I mean, portal two is amazing, but the original portal was also very good. And so, but I would love to see orange box come, come to switch. I mean, they're bringing everything else. Why not? So anywho, um, anything else you'd like to give as an honorable mention?
1: Honorable mentions. Uh, I think it would be a lot of fun if they did a double of seven. And I don't know if they Ooh. how they would release that, whether as you know, remaster it or they would and you're talking about the original Goldeneye, Double O Seven. Those oh, I'm talking about gold, yeah, I'm talking about Goldeneye. I don't know if they're gonna do, you know, like they've done with the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, you know, as they progressed, the Nintendo sixty four, like those games started getting bigger and stuff, but but that would be a lot of fun. Perfect Dark would be a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, what, Perfect one Dark. one game that I that I that I love. And it's a really small game, mm-hmm. so I doubt that they'll ever do it. But um, the the two towers for the Game Boy Advance oh, I remember that had so much replayability value, it's lots and lots of fun. And that would be a lot of fun if they if they brought that to the Nintendo Switch.
0: Um, Another game, and and I'm just thinking of older games here. Uh, In fact, at this point, we're going to have to save our our other topic that we're going to talk about for another show, which is fine. Um, But uh, another game that I'm just thinking about was um, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, I would love to have the first one. I would play that through again right now if it was on Switch. For me, one of the best um, RPGs of all time.
1: Did you play that one? Yeah, I never – I played it. I I got to a point where I couldn't beat – there were two guys – two sick guys on an elevator. Couldn't beat them. And it made me mad and I quit and never went back. And unfortunately in the years since then I learned the the spoil, the major spoiler alert for the game. Um but I I would definitely well I think I say I would. I, I really think that I would play it if it came out on the Switch. Now it's been a One long game I want to play. Right. Uh, a total side note. I want to play it. It's already on the Switch is the as Pottery Star. At some point I'm going to get Dude, it. Dude, you've been bought it yet? Play it. I haven't bought it yet. I know I'm That was one of my fans.
0: favorite games um, back on the uh, on the original Xbox. The Xbox One. That was a good the first
1: Xbox good racing games. Oh, it was so good! It was so good. Are you sure it was on the Xbox? Because that yes. was a 64 game. Um, like that was originally released in the 64. Hmm. They might have remade it for Why Xbox.
0: i am I thinking Xbox. I didn't think They did. Why am I thinking of Xbox? Now you're making me look it up. Oh no no they no, no, no. I think you're right. What was the other what was the other um racing game um on Xbox? It was it was called Star Wars Episode One or
1: Well I, I, I remember playing the game. I never had it because I never owned an Xbox, but I played it one time um because I think it was on the PlayStation 2 but mainly what I remember about it is you could be the bounty hunter or a sing and you could ride on her speeder at one point, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was a racing game. I think it was just, uh, um, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like a story driven game. It was more kind of an arena. Uh, and this is years ago and I could be totally messing it up, but I thought it was more of a kind of a, not so much multiplayer, but, a, a arena combat kind of thing. I don't know though.
0: Um, there, what you're talking about is the one I'm thinking about. That's on the Xbox, and it was a Star. It was a Star Wars vehicle game, basically. Um, and that's what you were playing. Like you never played as a, as a person. You always played as um, um, in a vehicle, basically. And I'm trying to find it. Mm-hmm. You are correct. Uh, Pod Racer. I do. I did get it, by the way. Uh, but Pod Racer is uh, was a 64 game. You are correct. Um, the other one was an Xbox game, and I'm trying to find it and i think it was also called like i don't know clone wars or or something like that ah here it is star wars the clone wars uh, and it was on the xbox and it was it was primarily a vehicle game so much fun really really enjoyed it um, lots of fun there uh, one other game that i thought about since we are we're, we're on this kick now um ah darn it i just
1: lost it hold on a second um, well, in the meantime, I'll throw on my next yeah, game. Yeah, give
0: me your next one here.
1: Um, so uh, I don't really think it's ever going to happen, but I really, really enjoyed re- uh, EA's Return of the King. Um, Lord Ooh, of the Rings game.
0: That came out on Xbox uh, One.
1: My, my brother and I played it on the PC, um, and and there was a lot of replay, lot of replayability that was a good on game. that game.
0: That was a great
1: especially game. Especially in the, the Palantir, when you'd go and you'd, you had they had the two different extra bonus modes. They had the uh, Palantir of Sauron and then the the Palantir of, of Sauron, and there were like waves of guys you had to beat. And we, my brother and I, spent a lot of time playing that together. Um That would be a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed that game. That'd be a lot of fun to to see coming to the Switch.
0: Really great, op. yeah. That's a great pick. Really enjoyed that game. Um, I, I remember the other one. It's a series that I want, and it's the back. It's the Batman Arkham City uh, series. Did you play
1: any of those? I haven't done any of those. Those are like, are they? Aren't they a little more on the stealthy side? Like,
0: um, I don't. I mean, they can be. I mean, mo, I mean, I just remember being Batman, being just big, bad, and tough, and just kicking butt. Um, where most superhero games tend to fail. I mean, I know Spider Man did really good on the PS4 when it came out. What was it? 2 years ago I don't think it was last year I think it was 2 years ago but um this game is I mean this this series was phenomenal and I would love to see the Arkham series brought to switch um that's one that I would buy day 1 like they brought the collection out um uh, I'm trying to remember all the names Arkham City Arkham Knight um ah there's one more I think it was Arkham Origins maybe I, I that that one I didn't play but I know I played Arkham City Arkham Knight and absolutely loved it. You felt like Batman. Like you could be standing up on a tall building and then just, you know, swoop down. Um you had all of his gadgets, really good. Uh it was just it was a really good game. Um originally had it on 360. I don't think I ever I don't think I ever transitioned it over to uh, Xbox 1. Um It was a Platinum Hits eventually on on Xbox. And then I had the Game of the Year edition that actually included 3D, like paper 3D glasses. And then you could play in 3D mode, which looked really, it looked really bad. (laughs) So (laughs) they don't need to bring that over. But the game was so good. And um, uh, the games were generally highly favored, like uh, high nines, Um, like really high eights, high nines, depending on the game. Um, But I would love to see those brought over. so. Uh, Anything else that you would like to see?
1: Uh, I can't think of any right now, but uh, give me you know three hours in the middle of the night, and I'll be waking (laughs) up, being like, "Oh my gosh, why didn't I say that game?"
0: Oh, that's funny. Uh, I do want to. uh, We're going to scratch the other topic we were going to bring up, and uh, but I do want to talk about this because I think that'd be an interesting topic for us to talk about as dads, and so we'll have to save that for another week and talk about that. So um, one one last one I want to bring up. Um and I, well, I would say I was gonna say don't say never because we're seeing seeing all kinds of stuff on Switch and Microsoft and Nintendo is having a really cool relationship that Microsoft's bringing some of their first party games over to the Switch. Um, that being said, um, I will never see it, but I would love to have the Master Chief Collection on Switch. <laughs> I mean, I've already beaten mm-hmm. all the Halos. Um, love them. Um. There's no way they're bringing that to Switch. But I'm just
1: saying. Yeah, I mean that's a nice cool exclusive.
0: How cool would I mean that is Xbox, but how cool would it be to play, you know, the, to just start all over again. Start with the first Halo and and play it while you're in bed. I'm just saying, go, go on a family vacation and while the family's sleeping in, get up and play a game. I'm just saying, I, I want to play with the Master Chief. I want to I want to I just want to kill some of the you know, the bad guys. I, I just want to play that game on Switch. I think that'd be fun.
1: I would definitely get that because I think I played I think I beat one and two and then somewhere in three or maybe I beat one, two and three and then stopped like into four. Um, But I never and, and it wasn't it wasn't because it was boring. I think it was one of those things where I just played so much of it that. I, my attention kind of wavered and gotcha. I, went, I went elsewhere to other games, but I think I would definitely, I would definitely do that.
0: Gotcha. Well, that that's definitely our long shot. <laughs> that's the long shot that we're looking at. Yeah. From the games here. So, and, and then, I mean, I mean, an honorable mentions for me would be, um, I want to see all the past Mario games brought to the switch. I want to see all the past Zelda games brought to the switch. I want the my- Metroid prime trilogy brought to switch. I mean, there's no reason why Nintendo
1: can't. Well, they've already got several of those on there. So,
0: Well, okay. The
1: Zelda and Mario games. I mean, they've already,
0: they do. You've got the original three Mario's. You've got the SNES Mario's. Uh, I want to, and I know it was, it's probably, you know, the black sheep of the family, but I want to see super Mario sunshine. I loved super Mario sunshine. Um, Super Mario Galaxies, uh, one and two, both are considered to be you know masterpieces. They're like some of the top-rated Mario games of all time. Um, I want, I want Zelda's from, I want, I want all the 64. I want Ocarina of Time. I want Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask was an incredible game. Um, I want even the unpopular Skyward Sword. I want um, Twilight Princess. I want these games. I want all my. Here's the thing: the Switch is such an incredible console. I want everything on it. It's the first console I've ever owned that I'm like, bring me everything. And I want everything right here. I want all games on this console.
1: I, I agree with that. I think that's there's just something about the portability, the Switch itself, where it's like it feels so accessible. And I wish that they would have they would release every game for it because I would seriously try to buy every game just so I could have it all on my just Switch. to
0: have it, just to have it. And I didn't I didn't tell you, but I I uh, um, I, I have my first about tour. a new no, 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 no card? Yes.
1: <laughs> I have
0: my first 1 terabyte SD card.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: Dude, it's so cool. It's so nice going between two SD cards now. Like I have a terabyte, I have a terabyte and a 512. Where before I was going between
1: um uh, five different SD cards. Oh my gosh. You're like whole desire when you first got the Switch, has always been like, I'm going to go all digital. I'm gonna, and it just because of the fact that you're going all <laughs> digital, you're literally turning into a physical copy <laughs> because you have so many games on your SD card.
0: It's ridiculous how many games I have. I, there's this website um, called... Um, oh... Uh, I think it's NSG Reviews, Nintendo Switch Games Reviews, so nsgreviews.com. And you can create a free account, and you can review games. But what's cool is that you can go in there and add games to your library that you own. So you can quickly not just look at the games that you own, but you can uh, use that site to see games that are on sale, and it will automatically, if you choose so, to filter out games that you already own, uh, which is awesome because nice. right now if I look on the eShop of 700-plus games, I probably have you know, 50 of those games because I got them for like 25 cents or 14 cents or whatever on these crazy deals. And with the site, it filters all that out. So anywho, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, one last thing I was going to mention, um, and we'll talk about this later because we were talking about some of these other games. Uh, you mentioned, uh, two towers, uh, game boy advance. Um, so I've talked about on the show before we have, um, what is it? Uh, one, two, three, hold on. What is it? One, two, three, four, five. We have six switches in this household. We have
1: how many family members
0: <laughs> living in this house? Five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, well, who? Who? When you count the switches, are you counting?
0: I have two. Like
1: owned owned by the Masics or owned by everybody? No, living owned
0: in by house? the mass. I have. A, I and have six. I have. I have my day one launch switch. I have the Animal Crossing switch. Jaden has as the Splatoon. I'm sorry. No, Jaden uh, had okay. Here's the brief history. I had a day one launch switch, had it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Day one switch, not giving her into that thing ever. And then I bought the Diablo special edition switch. And so when I did, um, Caleb got my old switch uh, for, for Christmas one year. Well, then Jaden bought a switch um, sometime before Caleb got his, and he got the Splatoon bundle. And so that's three switches. And then um, Melissa got a Switch Lite. And then <laughs> Micah got a Switch Lite, and then the Animal Crossing Switch came out, and I'm like, I really want the Switch. And it's an improvement on like almost double the battery life. I mean, you've got the new Switch. You know what I'm talking about. And mm-hmm. so we, we kept passing down Switches in the household, and I told Melissa, I was like, I was getting ready to sell my old Switch. Or, I mean, I wasn't getting ready, actually, but I wanted – I mean, that was kind of the idea – but then I had been looking for at least two years to find a used Switch that was like messed up that I could get for a bargain, you know, like maybe 150 bucks because I want to mod it and turn it into a retro machine. And so long story short, I kept, I kept my day one Switch. It's modded. Um, I imported a special Hori D-pad, left Joy-Con controller that's a full D-pad. Um, it's modded. It has every NES game, every SNES game, every Game Boy Advance game, um, every Nintendo sixty four game, every uh, Sega Genesis game, all on this Switch, and it's my re- it's a virtual library.
1: They play perfect. How do you, how big is like all those put together? Like how is that all in one SD card?
0: Um, yes, it's all in one SD card. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Back up. I don't have every N sixty four game. I've got a few on there that I like, and they run great. Um, everything else I said is is accurate. So again, it's every NES, SNES. Uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance. I forget about Game Boy. So Game Boy and Game Boy Advance. So that's four systems. Um, Sega Genesis, and then I'm loading n 64 games on there that I like. And then I have a, uh, uh, a um, I can't remember what it's called. A um uh, a MAME emulator, whatever it is that does arcade games. So I'm pl- I'm loading some of the old arcades that I played as a kid. Do- oh, and then I got Scum VM on there as well. And so I have all the Lucas Arts uh, adventure point click games on there. So wow. I'm having a, so dude, it's like a total, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's literally my retro machine <laughs> and I've been working wow. on this project for months because it's not easy hacking one of these and then, um, you know, importing different things that I needed and whatnot, but it's, I need to show it to you. It's super cool. It's a, it's a passion project, project of love. And I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> Now that I've just said all this out there. But i got to show it to you. So, all right. Let's go ahead and move on to... Uh, we, we have uh, two games we're going to talk about for Indie Corner. So, let's go ahead and move on to that. All right. So, for Indie Corner, like I said, instead of three games, we're only bringing you two games tonight. And so, Sam, you're going to kick us off with a game that I have looked at wanting to buy. And it's on sale right now. It's normally $19.99 on sale for $12. I want to buy it, and I just can't pull the trigger... No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> no, oh, I, just, you I promise. I purpose. promise. I just. Oh I did not. Really, I promise. I did not mean that. Well, so uh, this
1: this game was a blast. <laughs> I'll tell you what. All right, go ahead and talk about it. Um. So <laughs> absolute blast. Pun intended on this <laughs> oh, one. Oh my god! Uh, call of Juarez Gunslinger.
0: Are you sure? Uh, sure it's not Call of Jiraz?
1: No, it, I can't get that out of my head. Not, uh, and I and I guess, uh, gotta kind of be honest. I was actually going to already tell everybody, but. Uh, oh Michael gosh. here. He he. Earlier when we were talking about oh. it, he was like totally serious. <laughs> he was like, "What do you think about this game?" The call of uh, Jerez or Jorez or something. And I, of course, laughed at him and said, "Oh, oh no, that's Jorez. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, so, um, moving right along. Um, original price is $19.99. Uh, it's currently on sale for eleven ninety nine. It's absolutely worth it, even at twenty bucks. Um, my personal review on this game grading i should say is uh would be eight out of ten i had a lot of fun it's not a super not really a super deep game the story's fun it's engaging um and it's kind of got the it's that narrator style actually um where as you're going along through the story it basically it's a it's kind of a person telling a story uh about his his adventures in life and, you know, as he's telling it, you might cut back to the event that he's doing and then you kind of play it out in the game. Uh, lots of fun. Doesn't go super deep, um, but it's, you know, definitely has the, the different classes are a lot of fun. They're definitely different styles. And then one of the things I enjoyed <clears throat> about the game, as for, after I beat the story mode, you go back in and you can do the time attack mode where basically you do different levels and, and you have... Um, there's not a ton of different abilities to unlock, and you actually start to unlock the ones you do have pretty quickly. Uh, you can actually unlock all the abilities, so you don't really have to pick and choose, except you know, as you're leveling up initially through the game, you eventually get them all. But even in the, the time attack mode, you there's, you, you, be, you have the same abilities, but the more points you earn, you begin to unlock those abilities for the time attack mode. And some of them are a lot of fun. There's One in particular that um, it's with your with your, with your rifle. It's that it's just it's a lot of fun to use. So definitely worth playing. Um, lots and lots of fun. It's a steal at eleven ninety nine for sure.
0: So now I was reading the description, which I mean I actually just bought it. You just sold me on it, so I just bought it. But um, I was reading the description about this game. Um, it is rated M for mature. Uh, is what, what 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 gives it the rating?
1: Uh, it was a little bit bloody, nothing, nothing crazy. Um, there was some, you know, fairly mild language. I, I mean, no, no F-bombs that I can remember, uh, you know, so.
0: Was this voice acting or was it more of just on text, text on screen?
1: A def- definite voice acting. Okay. Uh, okay. So you do need to be careful about
0: acting. who's around in the room with you then.
1: Um. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, so it looks like, I mean, look at some of the screenshots here. It looks like you're a gunslinger. And then, uh, I mean, just reading the description on Nintendo's website, it says, stand against the deadliest the gunslingers who ever lived. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, the title. Um, <laughs> hunt. It says, hunt the, legend, uh, the legendary outlaws. Um, Billy the Kid, um, Jesse James, and more. Uh, become the Wild West's finest. Uh, let's see. Uh, relive the glory of the Wild West. And then it says it's enhanced for Nintendo Switch with motion control and HD rumble. Did you... What is the uh, uh, motion control like in this game?
1: I definitely used it. I've I've noticed more and more in some of those shooter games that uh, I used it a lot in, like Borderlands, for example. But I like the the. I feel like the the motion controls um, more for the sniping and the precision shooting is Mm -hmm. when I use it the most. Um, But it definitely you know worked well. You know, worked as well as any other game that i've utilized that very cool um, so
0: yeah i'm looking yeah. at one screenshot right here and there's a person you know like aiming down the scope not a scope but you know aiming down the barrel of a of a shotgun or a rifle and uh looks like they're having a shootout with like uh it's like you're on a team with like two other two other people against two or three other people you know right in front of a it's, it's, a, railway lot of, it's bank. a lot of fun
1: it's fun it's a lot of fun there's there's moments where you'll you know as the as the narrator's telling the story you'll you might go through a whole 15 minutes of the level and then, you know, somebody interjects and says, well, wait a minute, that's not exactly what happened. Right. And then it rewinds the whole level back to the beginning and then you play the same level, but it's from a different perspective Interesting. or there's something about it that's changed. It's just and it's, it's, there's a lot of humor to the game, too. It's a lot of fun.
0: Very cool. All right. Uh, that game is available on Nintendo Switch. Again, like Sam was saying, normally it's 19.99 on sale for 11 uh, It's also available on PlayStation, Xbox, and Steam as well. It is an older game that was ported over. Um, but it looks like it was a good game that was ported over to Switch as well. So, again, if it's not on Switch, bring it to Switch. Um, the game that I wanted to bring about and talk about is actually an older game. It was actually one of the – it wasn't an actual launch title, but it came out within the first few months that the Switch came out, and that's Fast RMX. Now, Sam, did you ever play this?
1: Nope. I okay, should
0: go low up on my switch. And so um you you said no, you did not play this one, correct? Correct, yeah. Okay, yeah. So this came out, or maybe this was the launch title. It's March 3rd, 2017. So yeah, this was a launch title. Um what was so here's what was cool about this game. Um the, the switch first you know launches. There's there's nothing really on the game. I mean on the system. We bought this when it first came out and when we bought our switch because we just wanted the games to play. Um, this is a really fast game given the name you know fast rmx Um, it's futuristic there's i think there's um 17 20 different um machines that you can play different kind of racers you can play uh there's 30 plus tracks between you know futuristic cities canyons um mountain peaks things like that and it's really fast you're you're racing in it's almost like a pod racer, but it doesn't look like a pod racer. It's an anti-gravity vehicle, but it's lightning fast. And what's unique about this game is that it does run, you know, when you're running it in handheld, I'm sorry, in dock mode, full 1080p locked at 60 frames per second. Um, and that says something because there's a lot of racing games on Switch that you can play now, but they're all right around 24 to 30 frames per second. So this game feels fast. And like the slightest movements you do, it feels fast. You can do up to four players multiplayer, you know, on a split screen right there. Um, You can also do up to uh, eight players local wireless, which I think is... Anytime a game does uh, multiplayer, but doesn't offer local wireless, where you can do multiple consoles together, I think they're missing something, missing something huge that the Switch offers. But you can also do up to eight players... um, Uh, Multiplayer online as well, and so you can always find a good a good game. Um, It is hard; some of these levels are hard, um, just because they're fast. Um, If you're a big Mario Kart player, know that you're not playing another kart racer. This is a fast; I mean, it's a very fast game. Futuristic, a lot of fun. Um, I've played; I, I don't know how many hours I spent with my kids playing this game when it first came out and when i saw it on sale and so so normally this game runs for 19.99 and you can get it on sale right now for 13.99 which is a little higher than a normal price range for indie corner but um this game is so good i think anybody who has a switch especially if you've got people to play it with this is a fun game um it's an indie game, but it doesn't feel like an indie game. It's gorgeous. You could be fl- uh, playing through a uh, a city, a futuristic city or whatever, and there's rain falling and but you're going so fast. It, it 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 you feel like you're going fast. It's not just I'm trying to think of a game that's similar um, because there's games out there that you hit turbo, whoa, You just went fast, you know. But you don't feel fast. This game, you lose control if you're not careful because you're going so fast. Like you really get submerged into the game. Uh, it's a beautiful game too. Um, uh, the colors are very vibrant. the The each vehicle looks very unique in itself. Um, you've got you know your turbo boosts and everything else, and it has a unique thing in it as well, to where um, the colors of the boost make a difference so for example let's say you're let's say you're you're blue and someone else you're playing is yellow Um, you might see on the track uh where there's blue arrows and if you hit them and you're blue you'll get speed boosts but if you hit the yellow you actually get speed decreases but then they go back and forth and they change on the track of where they're at and so that's another element that they throw at you in the game really fun game if you just want a good racer, not, not a cart racer, but just a really good racer where their only real power up is on the track itself. And it really is based more on skill than just random luck on items that you pick up. Uh, this is a, this is a definitely a no brainer, a great racing game to pick up. So, um, are you looking at it, Sam on your end? Um,
1: I'm having trouble getting my switch to connect to the internet. So I couldn't pull it up.
0: No worries. No worries. Um, you, and like any other game, you can play in handheld mode and it, it, it shines. I mean, it's in 720p, but it's still at 60 frames per second. Um, just a really good game. It is a Switch exclusive, although uh, I have read rumors about them bringing it to Xbox One or even Series X, and so which is interesting because this um, this game is you know three years old, and so it's it's interesting for it to come over now. But um, it's a great game. So anyway, uh, that's going to finish it for Indie Corner. Sam, any last things you want to throw out there? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. It's always fun bringing you back on. I know our schedules don't always work, but when they do, it is a pleasure bringing you on the show. Fun having you on here. I always have fun. All right. Well, remember that you can find links to all the things and the games and whatnot that we talk about in the show notes of whatever app you're using, whether it be Apple Podcast or iHeartRadio, Pandora, whatever it might be. Again, be sure to follow us on Twitter at DadsGC as well as Facebook.com slash DadsGamingCorner. Um, we've talked about this the last two weeks, but we are going to be doing a giveaway um, on social media. We're going to be doing a either a gift card. This is what we haven't decided yet. It's either going to be a gift card or it's going to be a digital code to a game that we've reviewed on the show and given you know highlights to. Um, we're holding off just because we're trying to find a way to do this correctly where we are limiting uh how many people are entering at a time and it's not just a landslide for one person and we've never done this before so it's kind of new that's why it's taken us a little bit but we are going to be doing uh, a, a giveaway it's probably gonna be more of an e-shop card giveaway that way you can just get whatever you're, you want or if you heard something on the show um, but be sure again to follow us on twitter because you'll see the updates on there as well as facebook.com um, as always drop us a line hey dad at dad's gaming com. we'd love to hear your stories and your thoughts And as always, please uh, subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast and be sure to leave us a good review. It really does help the show out. And as always, if you'd like to support the show financially, you can do so via Patreon at patreon.com slash DadsGamingCorner. And we've got some new content that we're actually working on, Jay and I are working on right now that's going to be only on that. We're looking at right now at a a once-a-month release uh, on that area, but you would need to be an insider with uh, Patreon to do that. So anyway... That wraps up the show. Sam, thank you again once again for jumping on the show. Absolutely. Loved having you on here. Uh, everyone else, stay safe. We'll talk to you all next week.